Thanks for tuning in to Rebirth. Are you feeling that holiday spirit? You can like and subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to this podcast. And if you leave us a five-star review, it'll help spread the word and spread the magic. We appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, thanks for tuning in for to Rebirth. The tongue tied already. It's the end of the year. This episode is going out for full moon. Just wanted to share with you a little bit. Let me just jump in. I'm not going to kind of do that share with you on the top of my mind. Here's what was going on. I was in a store called The Nesting House. And for those local to the area that have children probably know it. I was in the location in Mount Airy. It's a fabulous store. Here's why. Here's one of the reasons I think moms love it. You can take your old toys and clothes, but only the good stuff. And you can buy clothes on a consignment there, but you can also shop really thoughtfully curated toys or some new clothes. It's just, it's just a delightful experience. It's really a delightful experience. And for my kid, it's also cool because in the back, there's consigned toys and books. So he can have like a shopping experience every once in a while for like three to four bucks, you know, like not a big deal. So you know, there's all, all that thing in a, in a materialistic culture where you're always saying no to them, you know, and it's just a delightful store. So I'm, I, I do delight in the Santa um, theme of the year and you can be really thoughtful about it. So anyway, I was, I was there to drop off toys. I wasn't there to really shop. And, and my son was like, let me, let me just look around for a little bit. And I said, you know, no problem. And he picked up, he was like looking at all these toys and then he looked, picked up this wand and it was a star. And he was saying, you know, abracadabra, abracadabra. And he's going around the store, like granting wishes, abracadabra, abracadabra. And it was really sweet. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to stand here and let him do that. Because of that, I had the time to see this sign. I'm going to read it to you. It says a little holiday help from the nesting house and it had a little heart on it. It was very discreet. Here's what it says. Need to shop for the holidays and have your kids with you? We are here to help. Browse for your gifts, write your selections on one of the slips of paper, because there was, then I noticed there was a basket with pen and paper. Then give the card to the person at the register. While, while you hang out at the back, we'll gather everything up all in the bag and let you know when you're ready to check out. I'm quiet because I stood there dumbfounded at how thoughtful that note was. All of a sudden, the magic, right? The magic of the holidays, of surprising and delighting, of being on a team of elves, of St. Nicholas and the children, the children, being on the same team for the children. I, I'm like, I'm getting the wand. Because you know what? The wand, it wasn't about the wand, although I loved that my also dinosaur and very active and healthy son loves to roar, was walking around the store saying abracadabra. There was magic afoot. I grabbed the wand and I went back and I made eyes with the woman at the register. She knew. She said, put it here. I put it there. She slipped it behind. And you know what happened? We were colluding in joy. This happened like five or six days ago now, if I counting correctly. And I thought, okay, there's, there's something to this. Recently, my sister-in-law, who is a phenomenal educator, small people educator, as I like to call them, 
my son loves her um, because people who are, are speak small people because small people feel comfortable with them, right? So she has me, she invited me to her book group, which is a book group of teachers. And I'm on a Zoom call with teachers spanning probably 30 years and all having more than a decade of work and most of them being um, younger education teachers. And I am talking with them and I am remembering what amazing people teachers are. I mean, I already knew teachers were magic. I was a teacher. I'm not saying I was a teacher, so I know they're magic. I was a teacher, so I know how much difficulty and how much commitment and how much love comes back to you by holding this space for humans, holding space heart to heart in the same room, feedback from eye to eye, like that woman at the counter who wordlessly could feel in my body language what we were about to do. You know, I can remember looking in a classroom and seeing children who want to raise their hand but don't, or um, someone whose body language is telling me that they're not sitting the same way they normally do and, and something's going on and deciding how to, you know, engage that. And I'm on this Zoom call and I can see the backgrounds of all these teachers' classrooms and I can see, you know, the artwork and I can hear them talk and I hear them introduce each other and 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 in the way they applaud each other and in the demeanor of the unsung hero. And I hear them talk a little bit about, you know, what the kids need now after the past two years, not specifically, and they don't finish their sentences because you know what? Teachers don't need to. Teachers speak a different language. It is similar to anyone who has a vocation of service. Not everything needs to be spoken to be understood. And I sat on this Zoom with the teachers and I thought, I'm deeply grateful, you know, to be on this Zoom call for them because they were several states away. Um, I'm I'm purposely not saying where. Uh, So I wouldn't have like just popped in for this Zoom call would have been super easy. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm efforting to acknowledge the beauty of technology. But all those teachers were teaching in classrooms. They are all... They are all still in the embodiment of human spirit to human spirit in a public education because teaching children is not a quantitative, it, it doesn't, it's, it's not this worksheet plus this worksheet means I've taught them. The worksheets are, are skills that are delivered through the, through the chemistry of relationship of a young spirit learning how to be embodied on the planet. And what was interesting is that in Rebirth, there's a chapter about um, Waldorf. My my good friend is a Waldorf teacher. And these public educators were talking about that chapter and about how true it is that if we could just slow down and how true it is if we didn't have so much testing. And this wasn't a, a lot. It was, well, because they were teachers, when they did a book club, they had notes and references and they were engaged. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, this is what we are very dangerously close to losing. The art of teaching, the art of delving into wisdom, slowing down and having it be the synapses of human to human, smile to smile. In a pinch, in a pinch, technology is fine. And for older learners who've embodied that and are now looking to feed their intellect, I think technology is fantastic because you can you can reach experts that you couldn't in other times. But for children, children need that unspoken magic of being held and loved and cultivated 
You cultivate a child. You, you don't mark them along a path. So when I'm sitting, you know, it, with everyone running around for the holidays, that $5 wooden wand, which by the way, I didn't even end up having to pay $5 for because of my consignment credit. And I'm telling you this, not because of the finances, but because of the reciprocity circle that the nesting house has created, that there are quality things available for families We'll blow through stuff because kids are changing so fast. Their bodies and their minds are changing so fast. And so I now go out of my way to still go there. It's a 40-minute drive for me from where I live now. But I still go every couple of months because of the community and the like-mindedness that has been created there. And do I get a little excited that I'm bartering our old joy for new joy? Absolutely. But it's the community and it's the like-mindedness that brought that magic of that day. There was a time in my life <clears throat> where I was the one teaching other people's children, you know, and I remember thinking, and I was younger, you know, I was, well, younger than I am now, I guess I wasn't super young, but I remember thinking like, oh my goodness, I know things about these kids that their parents don't know. How do I know that? Because they would write it in their essays or they would come talk to me at lunch and say, you know, Miss BM, we're, you know, this something, something, and I don't know how to tell my parents or I haven't told my parents yet. And I would be in this position of, um, you know, I, you need to tell the parents everything. I, I'm completely on board on that. You also need a space that children can go to where it is a trusted adult so they don't have the fear of the judgment of the parents, you know. And these weren't life catastrophic things because I would have just called, I have had to call parents for that. But I'm, I, as a as somebody who wasn't a parent, I marveled at the precipice, the threshold, the threshold that teachers hold between being the space that children can be outside of the other, like not with their parents that they've been with since their inception, you know, and, and how precious and how sacred. And that is the word. I was like, oh my goodness, this child who thinks she's an adult because she's 16. This child is sitting in front of me telling me something that if I was her mother, I would want to know. So how do I take this, keep it in the sanctity, and then empower that child to bring it back to their home? That's what teachers do. That's what, that's what teaching is. Not to separate between parent and child, but like the blessed elf at the nesting house, to jump in and help support this circle of instruction or surprise that is needed to craft a safe passageway for children. So wherever you are in the moment of this, your life and whatever decisions you are making, I, I thought this in the hospital room when I became a mother and it has only become more true. If we have a law, uh, interesting slip there. If we have a culture that is supportive of children, to be children, everyone will benefit. Kate Northrup is doing a um, money love. She's great. I really enjoy her. She's doing some sort of like webinar situation right now. I don't, I, you have to go on her website. But <clears throat> she was saying, you know, it is statistically proven 
or no, that's not the wrong word. There is data. <laughs> there is statistics can lie. There is data to prove that money in the hands of conscious mothers uplifts everyone. Everyone. There are, I'm certain there are conscious fathers and men. However, the data shows undeniably the reciprocity, the reciprocal action of investment to uplift other when conscious women have money. Okay. This is all connected to the idea that, like that note, that to, are you shopping with your children and need a little help? Are you in the grocery store and see a mom that needs a little help? Are you in a corporate position and know that your decision could affect the children? Do you have the ear of somebody that could be making our lives and our classrooms better for our children or our food better for our children or our moment better for our children? Think about the magic that happens and the light in your eyes when you simply act in the upliftment and the joy for the children. It will come back to you in waves upon waves, in ways that you can predict and in ways you would never know. And if it didn't happen for you, like I talk about in the book in Rebirth with my friend um, Kim Murrieta, it can happen. You know, she was a ch ch she taught children Waldorf. And then as she was aging, <clears throat> you know, that's just the word for it. She didn't have the energy. Her phase was changing. She realized she wanted to bring that type of education to adults. And she did. And you know what happened? It reignited and patched the places where we as children didn't receive that. So it still comes back to that supposition that if we are in a culture that is making choices for the upliftment and the protection of the innocence of our children, there is magic afoot for all of us. May you have a most fabulous end of the year. And thank you for tuning in to Rebirth. Thanks for tuning in to Rebirth. Are you feeling that holiday spirit? You can like and subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to this podcast. And if you leave us a five-star review, it'll help spread the word and spread the magic. We appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.